Good morning, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domain. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries, Bible study author and teacher. Now that I have committed to study and examine biblical tensions, let me just say that I have this overwhelming sense that, as my mama would say, I have bit off more than I can chew. And I just want you to understand how fully and completely I mean what I say when I say I am in over my head, but I am in nonetheless. So this week, I've turned my attention to the biblical tensions regarding judging. To judge or not to judge has been the question that has stayed in my mind. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time just trying to explain all the difficulties, but rather I want to allow the scriptures to do that because I've got 16 scriptures here that speak about us judging. And I'll tell you, I didn't look at it from the standpoint of God as the judge. I think for the most part, most of us as Christians, we're okay with, we understand that God is the judge, but how we as believers in Christ judge or don't judge, we really wrestle with what that looks like. And no doubt, um, there's full reason why we wrestle so much because in the 16 scriptures that I looked at, um, eight of them speak against judging, and then eight of them speak affirming judging. So Matthew 7, 1 through 2 tells us, judge not that you won't be judged. Luke 6, 37 says, judge not and you shall not be judged. John 7, 24 says, do not judge. And then it says, judge with righteous judgment. Romans 14, 10 says, why do you judge a brother? 1 Corinthians 4, 5 says, judge nothing before it's time. 1 Corinthians 10, 29, why is my liberty judged by another's conscience? And then Colossians 2, 16 says, let no one judge you in food or drink. James 4, 11 through 12 says, don't judge your brother. And then looking at some that are much more affirming and judging is Luke 12, 57 that says, judge what is right. Romans 14, 3 through 4 says that a spiritual man judges all things. 1 Corinthians 2, 15, spiritual man judges all things. Then 1 Corinthians 5, 12 through 13, judge those inside the church, not outside. 1 Corinthians 6, 2 through 5, judge between brethren. 1 Corinthians 10, 15, says judge for yourselves. And then 1 Corinthians eleven thirteen says judge among yourselves. And then finally, 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one through 32 says, if we judge ourselves, we won't be judged. So, I mean, I am just like bug-eyed over that. What in the world, Lord, do you want us to do with that? What are we supposed to do with this? And I just uh, wish I could give you a heads up of what all this is going to look like as I go through studying about judging, biblically speaking. So I hope that you'll join me as I walk through this uh, biblical topic and this biblical tension about judging others. Now, when I hear someone say, judge not lest you be judged, or something along the lines of, well, the Bible says that we aren't supposed to judge, I immediately think, but the Bible says that a spiritual man judges all things. That has been my personal wrestle of knowing what the Bible speaks and that the Bible speaks these two seemingly opposite messages about judging. However, I had no idea how hard this topic was going to be once I delved into it when I began this biblical 
investigation, I mean, like I said, I am in over my head. So in my study, what I focused on specifically was what the New Testament terms were, those that were translated in English as judge, judges, judged. And of course, I had to go back to the King James Version, looking back from, from here all the way to that original language, judgest, judgeth, judging, all of those are the English terms. And so looking at the Greek language for those terms, what I found was 162 times that one of those Greek terms are used in the New Testament. Now, I also studied the passages that spoke to us as us being the one making the judgments, not God, just us. So in other words, the action of judging that is done by us is where I really focus my attention. So the, the two primary Greek verbs that I studied were krino and anakrino. And krino speaks of judging by separating, distinguishing, discriminating between good and evil, and to form or give an opinion after considering the particulars of a case. Now, anacrino, also a verb, means to discern, to judge, to examine or question in order to pass a judicial sentence to examine accurately or carefully to inquire or ask questions in general. So notice that both of these verbs speak of a detailed and thorough examination, separating and carefully considering all there is to consider. So I specifically chose these 16 passages of scripture from the New Testament about us judging. The degree of biblical tension regarding this topic truly just made my brain hurt. Remember, out of those 16, eight of them speak against judging and eight of them affirming judging. So if we were to leave our study there and not delve into the actual context, we would stay very much confused, I think. The context, and so much of the time, that is something that we need to make sure that we're doing when we're doing Bible study. We want to study the context. The context of these verses gives us much more understanding in what we're to do with this biblical tension that we see in Scripture. Because of the degree of details and difficulty in studying this topic, we, we won't be completing our study today. However, what we will do is we will look at the problem that these passages addresses with us being the one doing the judging of others. So I want to start with reading Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So the first problem that we see here with us judging or with judging others is that judging others points back to us. So have you ever had someone address an issue with you and they were just as guilty of the issue that they were making the judgment on? I'll give you a personal situation. Several years ago when my youngest daughter was a preteen, 
another parent addressed me with a judgment that she made on how I parented. And the reality was she had her own set of problems in her own house. But obviously, she wasn't really looking at those. And I listened. I gave her the space to say what she had to say. But I will tell you, I really could not see past what I saw in her own life. The emphasis on the judging in Matthew 7, 1 through 5 seems to highlight the need to first look into one's own life and evaluate where they themselves need transformation rather than making judgments against or pointing out another person's flaws. Matthew 7, 3 paints a magnificent picture of the blindness of the one making those judgments. And it reminds us to consider the plank in your own eye. Jesus reminds us that before we start making judgments of another person's life or actions, we need to evaluate our own. Uh, Luke 6, 37, Jesus said, judge not and you shall not be judged. Now, another problem that we see with us judging others is in the scripture is that we make judgments, wrong judgments, based on outward appearance. So with that, I want to read James 2, 1 through 5. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes, and say to him, You sit here in a good place, and say to the poor man, You stand there, or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves, and become judges with evil thoughts. Now, there were others besides that that talked about us making wrong judgments um, based on outward appearance. We see it in John 8, 15 through 16 as well, and we're going to end up looking at that too. So when we think about what James said about us judging based on outward appearance, our faith in Jesus should demonstrate, we have to think about this, our faith in Jesus should demonstrate a likeness or like-mindedness to Christ. And being that Jesus shows no partiality with men, the expectation is that we would do the same. And in James 2, 1, James directed believers not to make wrong judgments based on a poor person wearing filthy clothes versus a, a rich person wearing gold jewelry and fine clothes. So one time when I was teaching on this topic of judging others based on outward appearance, I was teaching in a teen girls Sunday school class. This was a good many years ago when we still called it Sunday school. I don't know if anybody still calls it Sunday school, but one of the other teachers in the class decided that she was going to disguise herself as a poor person and she was going to come to class and just see how everyone greeted her and that was going to be part of the illustration that we were going to do in the in the class so she wore this wig she wore some crooked teeth and slightly tattered and unkempt 
clothes. And the girls spoke to her. All of them were kind to her. But you could tell that everyone in the room was a little bit uncomfortable. Once the other teacher revealed her true identity, the girls were so much more relaxed. And it made us all see how uncomfortable we are with people who look different than we do. So have you ever experienced the discomfort of being around someone whose differences made you uncomfortable? And I wonder if we experience relief from that discomfort to some degree by making a judgment. This is just a point to consider. Judging others based on outward appearance doesn't necessarily appear to be a church problem as much as a world or culture problem. But we can't fully blame the culture as the cause for our struggle with overlooking the poor and elevating the rich. So much of our problem with making judgments based on outward appearance points to issues in our own human nature. Now I want you to notice in John 8, 15 through 16, how Jesus points out our problem with the judgments that we make. He says, you judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. And yet, if I do, my judgment is right. For I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. So evaluating the rich and overlooking the poor is 100% not who Jesus was or how he lived his earthly life. Jesus didn't elevate and overlook. Instead, he saw people and he loved people. John 8, 15 reminds me while we so easily see other people's issues, our, our flesh problem affects how we see other people's issues and even how we see life. Oftentimes, we categorize issues and see them from our own lens rather than the lens of scripture or God who sees all things perfectly. These two problems with judging others that we address today, more than saying don't judge others, emphasizes our own need for more and more transformation. We don't want to be blinded by the plank in our own eye and trying to get a speck out of someone else's eye. If we focus on walking with Jesus and willingly open our our hearts and our minds and our lives to his transformation, we probably won't see other people's issues near as much. Our focus on walking with Jesus and allowing his transformation in us also helps us become more and more like him. The more we become like Jesus, the less we make judgments based on what we see in the physical realm and the more we love and look like Jesus. And that, dear sister in Christ, is our goal. Christ likeness. Now, before I say goodbye, I want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, to get daily morning prayers and biblical encouragement for Christian women. Also, check out my website, onfire-ministries.org, to read my blog and find that perfect Bible study resource, whether for you personally or even for a group study that you may be doing. Also, please rate, review, and share that podcast with others that some Someone else can be encouraged as well. Until we meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day.